right, everybody. Welcome to the Chapman and Randy Show. So, you know, what we're doing right now this week, in case you haven't noticed, I know a lot of you guys have noticed, is that we're putting out episodes every single day. And a couple things. Number one, you might notice that there's a difference in our mics. We had Rearview Mirror on our last episode, and one of the guys in the band happens to know a lot about mics and sound, and he uh, he actually gave me and Randy some some good in some good information on on how to make our sound a little bit better. Like I said, man, when we started doing this, we didn't know shit. We really didn't. We were googling what we needed to to do a podcast, and now we're learning as we go. So I that's why I think it's awesome about it because if you've been listening since the beginning, you've literally watched us grow. And uh, I'm not ashamed at all, dude. When somebody comes in here, I thought like, it was fucking hilarious, and I wanted to thank him <laughs> because I mean, like, we've been taking pictures, we've been in magazines, like local, uh, like local publications, and and it's like our mic, our mics were, were were sideways, and we were using them wrong. But you know what, dude? I don't even laugh at that because we now didn't fuck everybody who's come in here and who didn't notice it. They can all eat ass, but yeah. other than that, no. Nah, I mean, it's funny that they, he was the one dude who didn't, you know, and he waited, had all these musicians, everybody else in, and then nobody noticed And he it. waited until we stopped recording. He was like, oh, yeah, by the way. Um, but it was cool, man, so it was awesome. And uh, second thing is that we are having everybody involved in Freedom Fest come in and just kind of shoot the shit because I, everyone really involved, with the exception of Rearview Mirror, we've sat and talked with, you know, at least once. And uh, today we have Jacob from Dry Hippo, the founder, CEO, the uh, brain behind Dry Hippo Media. What's up, man? Welcome back. Thanks for having me on again. It was nice yeah. to have you to be on the show when we did um, Bakes for Rocks the Fox. Yeah. So it feels good to be back. I kind of stay updated with the show and everyone that's on it. And I heard the aviators might be stopping by this week. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. Oh, I yeah, can't wait we'll to hear that, that one. So your episode will be released tomorrow on Thursday, and then theirs will be on Friday. So oh, wow. It, originally, I, w- I didn't want to do that, but Randy took vacation, and then I, I thought to myself, fuck, man, let's just do it, and let's just kind of get everybody warmed up because I think we're kind of gaining ground as far as uh, – I think this show is going to be pretty cool, man, to tell you the truth. I, I'm just going to kind of throw it out there and say I, I think it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to it, and – you know, let's get people to not just hear us talk about what we're into and like your, you know, the media company or the bands. Let's just shoot the shit. All that aside, today's episode is in regards to Game of Thrones because I know a lot of you guys who listen to our show and a lot of people who interact with us on social media are Game of Thrones fans. I'm a diehard Game of Thrones fan. Uh, I watched episode one in Afghanistan. Somebody gave me a thumb drive one day. Because I, I was just I was watching The Office and I got caught up on The Office on my deployment, and I asked, "Hey, does anybody have any series? I don't want to watch CSI. I'm not into those shows." And this guy's like, "Hey, man, watch this. It's called Game of Thrones." I, I went to Hollywood a few times before I deployed. I came home on leave, and I had seen at the time the big billboards, and you know it had Ned Stark with the Iron Throne, and that was like their season one artwork po- uh, promotions. So I was like, "Oh, I'll give it a shot." Two episodes in, I'm hooked. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And so he's like, hey, I got season two. Here you go. So I watched season two and came home, kind of rolled the dice and told my wife one night, hey, try and watch this show. See what you like. She's hooked. And it's been like that ever since 2012, man, uh, for us. I thought having you in, Jake, would be cool because you're also into it. Not only are you into it, man, but when we took when we shot the videos for – 
the promos for Freedom Fest, you got the flags in your house, man. Yeah, I got the flags, man. Like that's awesome. Yeah, Michael, uh, my business partner, my best friend, he he's really big into banners and flags. So in our house, like if you ever see like music videos that are shot in our home from other artists or people who come over and just hang out and and, and they always um, compliment the flags. We have, uh, you know, Tesseract. We have OTEP. We have um, Bra- House Baratheon, House Greyjoy in my room, House Baratheon in Michael's room. We have, uh, but of course, our living room is House Stark. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, and th- and that's where we all stand. House, it's weird. Ever since the show started, like how you mentioned how you were introduced into the show. I was at a buddy's house and we were all playing, you know, uh, PC games and doing our thing. And as I'm leaving, he's talking about Game of Thrones, and he was already two seasons deep. And I'm like, oh, you know, is that pretty cool? He goes, oh, check it out. So he gave it to me on a thumb drive, and I went home and plugged it into my laptop, and I'm sitting there about to edit a few things and getting uh, getting started for the night. And I played the first two episodes, and just like Chad said, I'm like, fuck, man, I got I gotta finish this one out. So I finished it, uh, and then it was like heroin i'm like well when does the next one come out you know when when are we gonna do this and so you know i gotta go online and figure this out and so ever since then man we've just been diehards and my girlfriend's a big fan my best friend's a big fan and we're like strict i mean i just got hbo just to watch game of thrones yeah i'm sitting there like with a few other shows but yeah yeah that's that's the only reason we have cable we don't watch me and randy talk about this all the time i don't watch espn there well, ESPN hasn't shown a sport in no. four years, other than like you know the Sunday night baseball game, or but it's it's talking heads talking about. I started a year late on Game of Thrones. I didn't start till season two started because I hate. I think start- most people that was most people. I, everybody I know started watching it two seasons in. Yeah, I went when the second season started. I said I guess because I'm one of these people that hates like how many times have you ever gotten into a show that's on TV and you're into it and they don't renew that fucker for a second season. So it's like. And, yeah, you and there's no payoff. They don't even, like, you could at least, okay, so it's going to get canceled out of the first season, and you go, here's, they just make one off episode and go, everybody died. All right, cool. At least there was some kind of some kind of resolution to this shit, a good, not just, a, a good, just, you know. A really good example of that is Terra Nova. It was a TV show on Fox about this. Was that the dinosaurs? Yeah, and, and it was actually a really good show, but apparently I'm the only person in America that thought that. But, you know, Game of Thrones, did you read the books at all? I am not a book reader. Me neither. Yeah, Me I neither. Know. My wife did, and I honestly, I think people don't give a shit about the books. I, maybe I, should, I shouldn't say that. There are people who do care about the books, but I think for the most part, it's already kind of took off on its own that when – when dude tells HBO finish it for me, because he's already set, man. I mean, he's every George, photo I see George Martin, and he's like always surrounded by badass bitches too. Like you know what I mean? A he's guy like, like that. Yeah, too. I, I mean he's like what in late seventies maybe. Guy looks like, like Bruce Valanche. Yeah, I mean I, mean, just, I don't know his age. I don't. They don't dive I don't know too who Bruce deep. Lynch is, but he's a gay comic that's like on Hollywood Squares, just like this Joey like not fat dude. Me <laughs> I I feel like HBO set him up like. Like lavishly, as in if he was in Game of Thrones, just like here, hand it over. So, you know, just you know, just hand it over to us, and then we're just gonna just ha- feed you mass whores. You know, there you go. There's more whores. You know, so uh-huh. he's kind of just. I feel right now that like he's in his prime right now, and he can well, do anything he him. wants. Oh, he yeah. became when his own kingdom. He's uh, got was, his own flag, the fat flag, hanging up there yep. now. Well, I don't even know where to begin because uh, every, if you're listening to this show, if I because I'm gonna tag. 
when this show posts, everyone who I know that watches Game of Thrones is getting tagged into this. So there's no need to start from the beginning because if you're listening to this, you've just completed season six. And I have to – this was the best season hands down. Hands down. Season three was cool with you know the war between the Starks and, and the Lannisters and, and obviously the Red Wedding. But this season from the get-go was just every week – I almost, you know, towards the end, I want to say towards week eight, I was nervous to watch it because I was like, I was like, please don't let this person die. Please, like, what's going to happen? I would sit on my couch and my wife, the remote would sit there for about two or three minutes and we would just talk about the possibilities about what we're going to watch. And they really hit the ball at the park with with this particular season. I, I loved it. Did you notice when you're watching, like when you got to like episode six or seven, and I always do this with football. Like you're like, yeah, yeah, I got all this football year. Like when football season starts, you're like, fuck yeah. And then you start getting sad because you're like, it's fucking about, it, four it, more it, weeks. This shit is it, over. It, it's like, about to end. I've got nothing yeah. until, you know, baseball spring training. That you know? does. So I could watch it. I was telling Randy yesterday, I could watch Game of Thrones every day for the rest of my life. I'm not fucking. I'm not into it, bro. You, you know, for me is that I am not. I am not an active like um, speaker on Facebook. I might post a few things about like what I'm doing that day for, for yeah. people who care, but I am active in forums, and I'm a yeah. part of it, like an elite private Game of Thrones like oh, discussion shit. group. I know, man. I feel like I'm. I and all the theories that this forum posts because you know no one knew where the direction of the show was no, going. Not even the actors. Yeah, and so we would be really active in these forums every now and then talking about. You know, like, oh, why do you like House Greyjoy so much? Why are you such a Greyjoy fan? I've been in this forum for, like, a while. And yeah, I'm like, and you I, are a Greyjoy yeah, fan. Yeah, I ride the Greyjoy train, and I explain. He's Salt and Ironborn, man. Like, those are, like, for me, those are the people who are just, like, down and just dirty. Dude, they're, like, they, and they are. work they're hard. They're dirty. They're dirty. They're, they're all about the ocean. They're all about sailing. They're all about just getting what's theirs and, like, you know, what is uh, what is dead men ever die. Like, shit like that is really cool because they have, like, an allegiance to something. And as far as everyone else goes, everyone is kind of like, oh, we can accept probably the new gods and the Lord of Light and House Baratheon's this and they have that. And everyone's all this ambition while the Greyjoys are just sitting back chilling, just doing what they've done for however long they've been around. Fucking Vikings. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Vikings, but with, they're just always wet. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, yeah. It, they, it looks like they would live in a bar bathroom. They're exactly. Just, everything's wet and they're, and they're just – I the, mean – even when they with that ceremony when they pronounce a king, they drown the guy. And hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he comes back. I'm just like <laughs> well, you're that not is, worthy. You know, that it's is the Salem witch trials. Yeah, that is hardcore. And, and just the whole like they pay the iron price. You know, and then I love it when Theon first comes back and greets his dad. And you've never seen the Greyjoys before, and he walks into his dad, and he's all like starked out. He's just like, "What the fuck are Got you wearing?" Gold chains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, "Take that shit off." Or not, you know what I mean? So. I don't know. I did you just, earn that? Or yeah, did you, exactly. Uh, or did you uh, did you pay the iron price? Exactly. Or were you just given that? And he's all proper and shit. Who taught you how to talk like that? Exactly. Yeah, that was a good scene. That, that was, was really really scene. cool. It kind of like for me, it kind of introduces an old school of teaching. I kind of feel like Papa Lannister was like that. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. feel that's how that's where their hair, their, their traditions, and their generation was. Well, there's that scene when Daenerys and the sister Greyjoy when she finally when the sister and Theon take all the ships to Marine and they're meeting they're meeting Daenerys for the first time she tells him she goes our fathers pretty much destroyed the world 
we're going to bring it back to where it needs to be. That was a big scene, and that really said a lot because you look at all these guys who, during the Great War with you know, against the you know the Mad King, he uh he I mean these guys really did let it go to shit. I mean it kind of fell apart. You look at that crazy dude on the river that that's responsible for the wedding. Fuck man, I'm, I'm drawing blank. All these names, so many characters. I know. Um, I'm just like yeah. I know uh, who they are, but I'm like all right. But but you know they they. It's like all these older cats just kind of drove the kingdom into the ground. So this was inevitable. The story about what we're watching was inevitable to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when the old man died, when the Greyjoy dude died, I was I was like, fuck yeah, cool, because I want to see this chick lead it. And then they introduced the uncle, yeah. and he's a fucking psychopath. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm not going to lie, man, and, I, and I've had this discussion. We watch every Sunday as Game of Thrones goes, Game of Thrones goes on, we have like a barbecue, and we all kind of sit back, and we we're like, I mean, we're biting at the bit, man. We're just like, come on, come on. What's, is it six? Yeah, is it six? Yeah, because that's on HBO on. We get out yeah. at six. And I'm not going to lie, everyone is asking my biggest uh, – uh, problems that I've had with the season. I always go positive before negatives, but season was great. Had a lot going on um, and nice, good uh, chunks throughout the show. Um, but for me, I kind of feel, and I'm not uh, an anti-feminist. I'm not like, oh, I'm against women. You're going I'm, to the point that I was going to go I'm, to. Yeah, I'm going straight to it because I feel that this show is, is it's not the fact that you know I love women I don't care about uh, you know Daenerys she's just too I speak in riddles and everything is a riddle that I speak and, and I'm and every, everybody loves me everybody loves me and I I'm going to say it again I'm going to keep I'm on letting gonna, everyone know you know where I stand and and you know it's bitch power all the way and everything in, in this season is just leading towards like oh yeah and there's Jon Snow but bitch power oh yeah but there's and Jon Queen Snow. Cersei just it, destroyed yeah. we'll get to that too yeah and, and so for me I'm sitting there watching all these like you know throughout the show I kind of feel like we went from a Finding Nemo to Finding Dory kind of marketing campaign yeah, well that's national right now that's with yeah. everything and yeah. I, I we were just talking about this and I know Randy wants to go there is that I think they're kind of. Uh, you know, prepping us for the fact that there's going to be a woman in charge eventually. I mean, even exactly. if even if Hillary loses the presidential race, and I really hope she does, eventually there's going to be a woman. Yeah, I think and, that they just have said like, dudes have fucked this up for so many years that yeah, we're gonna yes. build, we're gonna build on. You know, we're bringing in the new shit, and which is why that scene I was just talking about between Daenerys and the the Greyjoy sister was powerful to me because. I think it spoke a lot about the world we live in. Exactly. No, uh, and, I, and I agreed with that. I watched yeah. that and I was like, these are two strong, badass women getting together. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, I, and I dig the message that's going here. But I, I don't like political messages thrown on me. I, I think I talked about this yeah, yeah. In, uh, when we're on the Vegas of Rocks the Fox. Yeah. Uh, I don't like political messages engraved in my head through subliminal messaging or through shows or through right. movies. Yeah, I, it, I can't stand it. I, I can deal with it. If it's just, you know, a little bit here and there, if it's every, what you know, there's a couple of shows out there that are really bad about it, uh, but if it's a little bit here and there, I can deal with it. This, I think this season they went above and beyond with that, yes. and I can see where your problem is with that. I picked up on it immediately towards the middle of the season when... Well, I mean, I was getting teared to shreds on our forum, 
And this girl, I posted just a little bit about it, like, you know, I just can't stand the, you know, making jokes. And I was posting memes about, like, you know, oh, like all this, you know, all this bitch power hurrah. And there's a lot of jokes on the internet that are all, like, making fun of, like, the hue, the way Game of Thrones is being portrayed. And she goes, you know, you know why do you got to be woman womanizer, or woman hater, or whatever right she away. was going right away, yeah. instantly. And I'm like, I loved, like, I love Star Wars, right? And the first, those new Star Wars that came out, I loved how the, I loved Ray as a new character. Oh, yeah. And then, and then Rogue One that's coming well, there, out, well, I don't mind. There, you know what, dude, there's another oh, yeah. example. I mean, they're doing it everywhere, and you know what? I don't mind it. It's cool. I mean, I, I think that that's what makes America so amazing is that women – I mean, because women can't do that. You would never see any of this in the Middle East, oh, not no. even in parts of Asia, and even in Europe, they're suppressed to a certain degree. So I love it, but – Well, I, part of it is they've told dude stories for how long? How many years? You know, well, so that's new characters. They're yeah, basically, exactly. you know, ruling out new characters. I don't mind it, but, but it, it's it's ham fisted. It exactly. Is, it, that's the problem. But well, for me too, it's like I I all I told her in this message is, dude, I'm not gonna sit and be on, on Facebook on a forum trying yeah. to defend myself. All I just said was, what's wrong with like liking guy movies, man? What's wrong with like well, you know? What's wrong with like sitting here back going, man? Where's Where's Rambo again? You know, the the original. They do these characters and they portray them as just fucking weak and just mentally unstable. That last RoboCop, I was really disappointed in that because that last RoboCop, no, they, they just made him look like. He was just a fucking nutcase. There was which, a message in that movie too. There was, which I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, if your three quarters of your body was eradicated and the rest was all robot, I get it. You're not going to be too happy, but no, I, I like what Game of Thrones is doing. Just, yeah. uh, I mean, it bugs me to a certain degree because I do want to see testosterone filled. I mean, yeah. I want to see chauvinism. I, I want to see uh, chivalry. You know, yeah. I don't mind seeing the women empowered, but I want to see men being men. Because well, I mean, also to the scene where they let the mountain. Okay, I loved the mountain. Um, I believe it was season. Uh, was it season four, where he fought the sword toward the. the yeah, I know you're. Talking, I can't think of it. Talking about the mountain and the viper. Mountain, the mountain yeah. and the viper. Okay, yeah. I'll start that over. Okay, I love this scene with the mountain and the viper. Yeah, I, I like. That uh, that whole build up, that whole tension between that, and, and, and then with the hound too, yeah. like the tension those guys were throwing off at the beginning of the season. Now it's kind of like, oh, season six, we're just gonna lock you in a room with a nun and you're just gonna rape her. What until happened she died. with that? Was that a rape? That's a ra- that was a ra- yeah. I can't, he that was, was a gonna first, be beating yeah. that up for a while. Yeah, then. because think about it. Because remember when he was like, you raped her, you murdered the viper's son. He's like, yeah, and I pressure framed out like this. You know that was cool. Now it's oh, like yeah, we're gonna yeah, lock yeah, you yeah, down yeah. with this with this woman who's. You know who's the I from the High lady. Sparrow. I hated her too. Don't get me wrong; I'm not a fan of Cersei at all. But that but, was, yeah. Uh, but that lady bug. Well, I read some backstory on the mountain too. In any mythology, he did that. I mean, he was just crushing women's skulls and just running around a muck, fucking them and breaking their heads. You know, oh, I mean, he, that guy's oh, a fucking problem. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So at the very end, like, I mean, when dude. he took his helmet he's off, yeah. <laughs> when he took his helmet off, and she's looking at him, just knowing like. The parallels of their story of who they are, and she works with the High Sparrow, and she's all about like doing what's right, I guess, or maybe she did get enjoyment at burning, beating Cersei. But it was the fact that right when he turned his, took his helmet off, and he looked down at her, and his eyes and his body, I'm just like, damn, dude, that. Imagine that. For, like, I, I I was a little disappointed when he when he took the helmet off. I thought he was going to be more kind of Frankenstein stitched up, just because when he did get glimpses of him, it was. What is what does this guy look like? Yeah, I mean, but he didn't do much this season. No, he didn't but do much. you know what though? His scenes this season were powerful. Like when them uh, religious zealots tried to take Queen Cersei back yeah. to keep. I think it was in episode eight or nine, and she goes, "I'm not going anywhere." 
and she steps back and he steps forward and he just crushes that dude's skull and rips his throat out or, or no, he took his spine out. Yeah, I, I'm he, like, he, okay, done. I'll see you next season, dude. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm curious to see how he dies. Well, you know what? Um, the mountain are gonna have to go at it again. Him and his him and his brother. Yeah, the they're, they're probably have to... building that up too. And I, I like the way I love the way they introduced the helm. He was my favorite character. See, I don't think they're gonna do that because I think that's expected. That's expected. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do something totally I hope, different. I hope. It'll be like Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? And and since we're on this subject, too, to wrap this up with uh, one of the characters is Arya Stark. Um, I think their whole uh, mission with the with the Faceless God and the Temple, I think it was, it was unnecessary. Unnecessary? It, yeah, they killed a lot of time. Now, the show liked to milk a lot of time out of certain scenes, and I think that yeah. if she was going to just turn on the heist, on the on the uh, on the faceless god, and then I don't like what happened to the character who played, uh, you know, that she saved. Um, I don't like the fact that he, when he was in season, I believe it was season uh, three or season four, where he was. Saving a big uh, brother, yeah, like he, an ally. Yeah, yeah he was cool, dude. Like, here, take this coin, go here. And I thought he was going to be more of like she was going to follow in through more of a trial. Well, so she goes there, she does the bullshit. She, she, okay, they're giving her a second chance. She's blind. There's all these theories out that she's the waif and everything else. Yeah, no, she. There's all these theories out that she's the waif and or there's or she's not the waif and so on and so forth. And when it comes down to it. She, I mean, she gets stabbed up pretty bad because she turns on um, the face oh, of Scott again. Oh, that little bitch, that, little, yeah. that other girl. Yeah, and then she runs ah. off. She's being chased throughout this. I love the chase scene. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt like once she killed the waif and went back and told told him, hey, you know, I'm done here. And he's like smirked and smiled. They should have took out or should have added more in and took out less, more from the beginning. That way I could understand that when she showed up and she killed House Frey and she's walking in there and she turned his kids that into meat was pie. Fucking awesome, it was dude. cool, but it she does. It's like almost as if she was Peter Parker, right? And she got bit by the spider, and then she's sitting in her room waking up with these. Oh, I'm, I have webs. I have this. I have that. But you don't see her save anyone. You don't see her build her credibility. She just shows up one random day and kills the Green Boom, Goblin. Drop Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and then out of here. And you're like, well. Where was we waited for you to develop into this assassin? But you, I kind of seen you as like someone who was very like low. Like if this was like Skyrim, she's like level seven the whole time. We're watching her trying to level to level eight or nine or ten and get better and upgrade her character. But she just comes back at a thirty. Like I'm yeah, here. it makes me wonder when the book comes out if they're gonna go more into detail about it. My view on that is I think dude knew all along. Like yeah. I like that guy, uh, that dude. I can't say his name. I always get tongue twisted when I try and say his name, but. I think the faceless dude all along was on her side. I think he knew that – first of all, I think he's crazy old. He knew that the other little girl was going to try and kill her and that that was her real test. And when she walked away, he just kind of smirked at her because I think that was the plan all along. Yeah. Like, you're now you're ready. Because if he wasn't, he would have killed her right there. He's a, he's so a badass dude. That's why she had That's why she had the disguise that he brought her back yeah, in and I, that was her test. Yeah, and I, then that's that was her real that, test. That's how I feel. I think the real test was towards the end with that girl and seeing if she can push through. And uh, it, at least that's my opinion. Well, me and me and a friend, we've been joking about this for the whole season that somebody was into torture porn and beating off just watching her take a fucking ass whooping the entire season. Like somebody was getting <laughs> off on it a lot, dude, or something because it just seemed like all right, we get it. She's taking a beating, and here it comes again. Um. So, but all, overall. 
I would say um, what I got out of Game of Thrones, which was really powerful, and I'm going to announce it first time on your show. Yeah. Uh, this is this is to me this is something big. Yeah. Um, I was wrapping up this forum because I'm like, there's no re- the reason to be in it for a whole other year and have people just post pictures. It's kind of like being in an old like Facebook group message, you know what I mean? Like people will post like mm-hmm. random, you know, and it has nothing relevant and it kind of just blocks up your feed and gives you notifications. So before I was leaving, this girl I goes, well, you know what? As a director, like so I will say, well, you know, from a directing standpoint, from a this standpoint, she goes, well, you can't say any of this because I've gone on your page and you're not a film director. And that kind of caught me off guard. She was, I understand, you know, because this because this forum was like it's it's a pretty like in, enhanced. It's all forum. film students and well, people who graduated, like, yeah, writers, yeah. and that's you know, yeah. and everyone who's big into fantasy and right. Game of Thrones, yeah. and everyone's rating for the you know the next drop off of Vikings season, you know, the next part of the series this you know this yeah. year. So everyone in this in this forum just talks about writing and directing and. That goes into deep of the storyline, and I was kind of giving my opinion, which I never really do online. And I kind of just sit back and laugh a lot. And she goes, well, you're not, you know, you make, like, commercials and stuff. Like, you're not a film director. What a fucking cunt. I, what? So, so, yeah, so I so I sat there for a second, and, and it kind of but it hit me, though. If, if I got something out of Game of Thrones that inspired someone, people will always right. talk about people who get inspired to do things. I looked at them. I, I looked at my, you know, felt myself a little bit, and I got in touch with my inner mind deep down. And I was like, she's right, though. I, I'm sitting here trying to be, like, this – directing on a, on a storyline basis and I'm strictly you know hardly into marketing and bands and events and, and right. that whole thing so now um, I'm writing my first film are you really? Yeah, I'm writing nice. my first film. You, I have it's gonna be Dry Hippo film. It's or? gonna be a Dry Hippo production. It's what? gonna be yeah, or dry, you know Dry Hippo yeah, and um and it's actually all based around town. And it has a, a great storyline, I believe so. And I'll and then I'll give you the tagline for it. But um, I already have some prospects of people who I want to be the actors in it. Right. And but I wouldn't have gained from Dry Hippo doing all the marketing and working with businesses. I wouldn't gain the connections that I have now to turn around. And if I want to use this bar, this location, or if right, I need right. a sponsor, I just pick up the phone and someone goes, "Oh yeah, anything for you, Jacob? Yeah, well, you know, send me over the script or let me know what the idea is." Right. So. Through Game of Thrones, and I'm not trying to get away through Game of Thrones. I'm no, not I trying to you. leave, but um, you know, there's only certain things you can do, you know. And I'm and I'm not a tryhard. I'm not like you know. I met a lot of people in this town who are like indie filmmakers, but they tried to be like indie. Like I, right. I'm an indie filmmaker, and this and these are my my parameters. I got to stay in to stay indie. Right. Yeah. And I kind of and, and once you come off as a gimmick to me, I'm like, oh god, you know, get away from me. Like you know, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Dry Hippo is all about original content. And an original approach. So, yeah, the the movie we're coming um, out with now that's in uh, pre-production that we're writing right now is about um, a guy who becomes or gets inspired to become an upcoming comedian who uses his comedy to repair his relationship with his father. Oh, damn. And so and, – and, and any kind of movie that's out there, I don't see anything that I've seen unless there's an indie film out somewhere in the UK or somewhere there right. in Nebraska from filmmakers. I've not seen that approach in a film. Someone using their past, their comedy uh, up in stand-up, and that's what he's going to do to repair his relationship with his father. But, of course, I always have that Quentin Tarantino approach. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, what people yeah. are like, well, this when I'm working on this script and I'm kind of telling my girlfriend about it, she's like, that's like really – different and i'm like well yeah because it's not supposed to be something that's you know 
this summer coming up. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you know, a guy yeah. comes up on stage. You know, you know what it's like to you know not have a yeah, dad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not it, it's not like that at all. In a world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One so man. announced on your show um, through Game of Thrones, and this being a good idea, I was as I was leaving this morning. I'm like, hey, you know, I think I'll come out to because now I got to do it. Thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah, I'm actually really happy for you because I know you've always wanted to do that, and I think that's a beautiful. A beautiful thing. We were just talking about this with Rearview Mirror, Randy, about how currently it seems like the movies are all remakes. It seems yeah. like the TV shows are amazing that are out there, whether you're watching TV shows on Netflix or even – even I watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because mm. I'm a Marvel guy. There, there are some amazing TV shows, but music and film-wise, it music sucks, and films are like remakes. Have yeah. you seen some of the Star Wars fan fiction movies? Holy there, yeah, shit, there, some of those guys there, are good. There, there's a yeah. Darth Maul one that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but, that one, and there's a Boba Fett coming up out of the pit, too. Some of these guys are really good with the yeah. shit. One of the guys from Rearview Mirror was like, well, it'll come back around. And you know what, dude? What I think's happening right now is that these TV shows, which are really kind of the main entertainment level. Of, I mean, whether you're watching the, – the, another thing is the black, the prison black-orange thing on Netflix. Orange, new, black. Orange, new Black. I don't watch that, but uh, but that seems to have Guilty. a pretty... You watch it? Uh, season uh, season one. After when season two came out and everyone started flipping out over this like chick who looks like a dude who's super hot, and I got like two or three seasons into it, I kind of felt like the show was set up for three seasons to kind of scoop you in and then throw a political message on you, and I was like, I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, And I stopped... That's when I stopped watching Breaking Bad was after Gus died. After oh. Gus died, and I watched season one, or episode one of the fifth season, and I started hearing about how, like, oh, my God, dude, it's so outrageous, dude, you gotta watch season five of Breaking Bad. And I started hearing the stories that were briefly about it, and I'm like, no. No, yeah, this I don't watch either one of yeah. them. Well, Breaking Bad got goofy, especially at the finale. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, right. like, I loved it when, when Gus was the main villain, and he was, like, in the fourth season, and he was tearing shit up, and he was so good at it. I thought, man, this is realistic. But once you break that parameter of, like, you can go realistic and some somewhat fiction just to keep the story going, but when your main purpose is, like, okay, now it's, like, I heard Finding and Finding Dory. Uh, I didn't see uh, I didn't see it, but Michael came home yesterday. And he said, I went and saw Fine Dory. It was Ugh. garbage, and there was. was an October an October an octopus driving a, a van out of the water. And I'm like, how do you go from like from how traditional this storyline was, right? Then to, and, to and, and an something crazy outgoing. I mean, I haven't seen it, but that's what I heard. But then the main message is like, you know, I can't, oh, I'm so happy that um, what's her name uh, who plays Dory. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, but Ellen. she played Dory in the first yeah, one. Yeah, you know what it, I mean. It, it's so, and then oh, parents are outraged because of this, and then you, and then on Facebook you get that shit. Well, I didn't have as big a problem with finding Dory because if I can get over the fact that fish can talk, then I can handle them driving. Exactly. <laughs> but, and she was like the lesbian family that finds. Uh, yeah, this, that that that's when the story kind of takes a life of its own. And yes, but, but but you know, I think a lot of us are being inspired by TV shows and maybe even movies to a certain degree. Yes, it's funny you say that because I take away. I like that. What, what I love most, going back to Game of Thrones, about this show, is that how they how they portray the manipulation of people and personalities and desires. Everyone has their own angle. Everyone has. I mean, the characterisms of these people are off the Richter scale. I think this might be the greatest TV show of all time. Not because I'm a fan. But because the way they portray so many different peoples, if you look at that head viper chick in Dorne, 
Okay. Yeah. She's got this issue going on, and then Cersei's got this issue going on, and all these people and the way they bring it all together. Oh, and the production level too. The production level, the yeah. costumes. I yeah. mean, it's that's it's, what I would. Think you know what was really cool, and I'm gonna, and even though that it kind of it kind of grinded my gears a little bit because, but it, it was worth watching. Was I'm huge on like on scenes with no dialogue. Good scores and opening mm-hmm. scenes. Oh, scores have I, to be good. Yes, and I and I think uh, that's where I got my niche in the system was that you know gaining someone's attention in a minute and one minute marketing plans and thirty second commercials is what I really enjoy. So when they opened up the scene of the of the last season finale, the season finale, and they had that that nice uh, score playing and it kind of filled the the you know. The tone of the the set off the it got you ready episodes. for what was about to happen. And they're putting on their wardrobes, and I'm watching this, and I and at any time if this was like the start of like the second episode of the sixth season, I've been pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you because yeah. you knew it was the season finale. You're yeah. like some, I wasn't expecting that when everyone died. And they blew that plate, and she blew that place up. First of all, I thought the dragon fire was gone. I thought Tyrion used it all at that at yeah. that battle of uh, the Black Bay or whatever. Yeah. I thought he used it, but. Apparently she had some secret. Well, then they have like they had the maesters down there where they had hired oh, from or yeah, something yeah. that them they dudes. were down there still cranking right. it like illegally or something. That's some right. Shit. Yeah, so yeah. them dudes. And, and you know, and, and of course, you, anyone can sit here and question everything until they die. And I'm sitting there going, like, come on! And all this time, no one found this shit down here. But anyway, I, I my second favorite scene was the I love still continuous shots like i love if you can do a continuous shot on something and you can and you can keep the story thriving it's perfect and when Tolan, what is that i don't know what, what okay so like a continuous is. shot like with that one just that one frame at the window and Toman, that one frame at the window oh, and when Toman, he, oh when he does his olympic out, dive yes, he takes off his his crown he sets it down and he kind of walks off screen that's when you knew he was in a jump and and, and and but yes but it sets it up like and you're sitting there, yeah. it's foreshadowing and, and and that that scene carried brilliant. so much it yes, brilliant. it carried so much weight and all of a sudden he comes back out and he just and it was it wasn't like a simple I'm going to look down and I'm gonna, no, he just well oh. I wonder how many times that took him to do that dude because that was the most perfect he was just like well fuck it my wife's on fire yeah I know, laughed like, so hard dude yeah. I he was a good king I think he was just young and he was manipulated by that religious freak but when he <laughs> i laughed so hard dude i looked at my wife i said did that just fucking happen because it was so perfect yeah everything you just said they portrayed that scene when that scene ended we were quiet all these people were now dead you just watched five pretty mediocre main characters just gone house martell gone and, and that queen she was also in the tutors and uh, uh the queen what's her name um, um. His wife. Yeah. Well, she, watching her just... Marjorie. Marjorie. Watching yeah. her lie to the head sparrow and watching her wear that double face and give her grandma that... Because, flou- dude, yeah. if her grandma didn't leave, if she didn't hand her that flower and convince her grandma to leave, grandma would have fucking burned up too, dude. Yeah. Well, I oh, think definitely. grandma's in deep shit anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and then, but the thing is, like, I, I wonder what she had planned. And then her plan, Marjorie's plan, and then now it's all gone. You know what I mean? Like, right. It we makes were you sitting, wonder. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they were conspiring up. To wipe Cersei out, and then she was going to take care of her little pussy husband and des- yep. destroy the world. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and he just, you know what, he came, he said he was a good king. Oh, but, the dad died too. The, that dad was fucking hysterical. The, the, the Lord Martell. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then I love the fact – I love the little children stabbing the, the old yes. man. Yes, he died. I and, forgot and, about and that. And there's the... all this, like – there's all this in the show. What's funny is that the show shows and scenes, if you watch it very subtly, it shows two-sided stories, contradictions, you know, two-faced people. You have the old man who is, like, every scene that you, he introduces himself in, that he's by himself, he always has some, like, whore in his bed. And he's like this 80-year-old, 90-year-old man. Asshole. Yeah, yeah, asshole walking around. But every scene they open up to him when you go into his room, there's always some, like, random horror in there. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to come and do this. And he's, like, making his way around, like, the show. And you always set up that tension. You always want that fucker to die. Oh, I wanted him to die in the first yeah. season. But I also— Treason. He's yeah, treason. Before know? he died, I wanted them to expose him for the liar that he was. I, I was disappointed when— yeah. Bunch he went down kids. in the basement. I knew he was going to die. I knew just leading up to it. I knew that when he walked down in that little, that little Frankenstein room that that other guy has, uh, where he where he created the mountain. I I was like, okay, this dude's going to die. But are they going to? They're not. They're not going to expose him. I wanted this guy to be like publicly exposed for the liar that he was, and that didn't happen. You just wanted to see the naked walk, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. that would have been funny, but but. <laughs> But yeah, the kids, man, and, and that little dwarf kid, that was kind of cool. I, I was like, okay, man, like, yeah, he's gone, and now you're left with this cliffhanger. She so next season she's in Westeros, uh, Daenerys and the Dothraki. Yes, and, they have a super team. This is like, oh now, my it's god, like, dude. it's like you know, uh, OP as fuck. Like they're coming in with like dragons. Different houses. They're coming in with the Thrakis. Uh, they're coming in. You know, My they, favorite character is Grey Worm. The, yeah, Grey Worm, dude. He's such a cool. He's such I love cool Grey ass, Worm. Dude. He just. I, I would. My. I just want to see Grey Worm though. I want to see him towards Grow the end of this season. I mean, yeah. Or <laughs> I want to see him just like snap out of it. You know what I mean? I want him to be more like what I love about Tyrion is that he's sitting there trying to get him to open up and, and drink himself. and joke. Yeah, and he's kind of just like I don't joke. I just sit here. And then his jo- his joke was real cheesy, but I laughed. I yeah, was like, yeah, okay. he's like, yeah. No, I, I, because Tyrion's reaction to it made it funny. Like he's like, yeah. like well, you know what? What caught me me being combat vet and stuff is when is when he told Tyrion and that and that girl, the the interpreter. He's like, I'm a soldier. What you don't think I joke? I was like, ah, okay, yeah, soldiers joke. But That's then he told his yeah. joke and it was stupid. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I love him though. What are those guys called, man? The, oh, uh, the Unsullied. The Unsullied. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love those. They're dudes. badass dudes, man. I love them. Grey Worm. When I when I first saw him, I said, man, he's little. I sympathize. He's like not little like Tyrion, but he's yeah. a he's a smaller dude. I like that because I relate. And uh, he's a soldier, man. And yeah. He's hard, and, and I'm like, this dude's my guy. Exactly. I don't want to see him die. And yeah, Damn and it. and you know what? To to the add to that too, to that last episode, um, or to the last part with Daenerys, is I know when she had to get rid of her like little fuck buddy who was like the supreme dude. You know, I what never I mean? liked that guy to begin hey, with. I, I mean, it was a horrible character change. I, don't, I mean, I know they had to, something probably happened with contracts. Yeah, you know they did yeah. that? The original guy was badass. The original guy, the long hair, the long hair, looked dude. like Jason from Kings of Carnage. Yes, he hey, <laughs> he fit that very well. The other guy comes in and he and he, it just was a bad. It took switch. like everything from him, any character. Well, they did yes. it with the mountain too. You know, they did the, first, it with the, mountain the too, dude yes. playing the mountain right now. He played the mountain in the first season. There was a different actor yeah. in season two. Yeah. Actually, the guy who played the mountain in season two was the guy who played the giant that died in in the Battle of uh, Winterfell. You know oh, the yeah. giant. You know yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah. giant. Yeah. Same yeah. actor. That's oh, that's yeah. him. Yeah, man. And the um, add on to that too. That was that scene with uh, oh, when, when homie Bolton. died. Yeah, when, when Bolton died. Yeah. 
I, I just love the were, fact were, that were John you happy Snow. About that? Well, I you know what was were cool you? about no. John Snow is that yeah. he because I like I, bad guys and like I he drove uh, shit like he's a fucking jackass and a cocksucker. But I mean that guy fucking he drove that story for two years. I wanted him to die a lot different. I was thinking, and he, even he said uh, the actor said when he was interviewed, I was kind of hoping when I read the script, I was kind of hoping for a dragon death. That's what I was wanting. And he didn't get that, you know. Yeah, and you know, I I like the way they, you know, they show their characters through their actions. And if you watch the scene again, what I pulled from this too is that Jon Snow, yeah, he's willing to fight him one on one. He says no, he's got his bow. But the story behind that I took from that, even as like he tried to say, like no one gave a fuck about Recon's death, and, and I still don't. I'm mean, like, I forgot. Sad. I forgot he was even around. To no, tell that, the truth, like from, he'd been from the very beginning, though, dude. If people forgot about him, yeah, poor kid, no one it, paid attention. It, to him. Exactly. So he's dead, and he fell into you know, and you can always see through their actions. Um, Ramsey's traps. He's trying to get on Jon Snow, but Jon Snow was going to take that brigade like a man. And then there's all this fighting. There's this and that, and then leading up to when they get into the keep and they get they they get to uh, you know Winterfell or not, and they get through. And Jon and then Jon Snow's approaching Ramsey, and he's like, "Okay, I'm ready to fight now." But he's sitting there shooting arrows at Jon Snow the whole time. Well, I'm a- like, "Why didn't you just do it when his back was turned? Why'd you have to kill the giant? The giant was already gonna die. You shot the giant right in the eyeball. You could have just put an arrow right." Yeah, if you're John. that accurate, asshole. Yeah, you could just put an arrow through Jon Snow's head. But anyway, so he's walking towards him, and he's blocking every shot. And you can just kind of tell, like, like, as characters, Jon Snow just faces problems head on. He's going to charge, and he's going to do it. And, and Ramsey's always hiding behind something, doing shit, shit from a distance. Well, it reminded me of, like, Jason. Like, this fucker's back from the dead. You ain't killing him with arrows. You better run. You yeah, know? I, I was, I was, I just, I mean, he was punching him and punching him and punching him. And I said, okay, they're going to keep him alive. He's going to die some crazy way. But you know what, though? I, I like seeing Sansa get that little bit of revenge. She's that girl's up. been through hell yeah. because that first asshole king. Yeah, you know, she's been through um, hell. And, she, and I think she's pregnant. Because that, uh, that last line where he's like, I left something inside of you. Because he, he probably just didn't have sex with a raper once. I mean, you got to think that. The, oh, the I told, that totally went above my head. Yeah, yeah he was like, I, you know, I left something with you that, it, you know. Oh, and, and it ain't too And that or I either thought pregnant or that she's got like mental scarring where she's going to be batshit when she gets into power. Well, see, too. And that's what's great about HK. That's the strategy of HBO writers or good writers that they always leave things up in the air. Because there's so much now you can you can break from that. Oh my so god! So always I always explain something. Yeah, always explain something, especially if you're going to do a series. The strategy behind that is always explain something, but leave it open. Multiple outs. There you go, and that way you can always sit back and have a team go. Oh, remember when we did this? We can now do this. That's how they. That's how you it can bring. You that's how they yes. fucking expand seasons and shit too. I was hoping that Ramsey was actually when he was going to get killed by his own men for the firing of the arrows when he had all his soldiers in there to take yeah. out. To take out, you know, fuck it, we're getting them, but we're going to take our own guys out. I was hoping his own men were going to turn on him. You know what hasn't been told throughout history? You don't learn it in history classes. I'm pretty sure when you go to college for a history degree, you learn a lot more into it. But Rome was real big on that. If Rome saw that a battle was on the verge of being lost, they would wax their soldiers, no questions asked. Uh, especially if it was the auxiliaries. The auxiliaries in Rome were the non-citizen soldiers. They would, they didn't give a shit. They would wax them. They'd send the archers right away. That was common in battles, even in like the Crusades and stuff. That that wasn't an that wasn't a uh, uncommon trend. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, that was smart because he, he that's the way he 
Well, you know those were the pawn guys, probably like his shittiest well, soldier yeah. that he sent out to the first. Well, because that set up his cavalry to go right. in there and just but so but that battle scene, dude. Uh, I think everybody got anxiety from it. That was one of those scenes in a movie where I don't like people losing their breath. And when Jon Snow like being like, I don't like submarine movies. Have you, have, have you ever been in like, oh yeah, submarine movies? Too. Like where you're short of breath, and when he was buried with those bodies on top of him, and, dude, I don't like watching. Have that you kind ever of been? Shit. Have you ever been like in a mosh pit or a big crowd or a concert where yeah, it just? Yeah. I was in a Slayer mosh pit at the Big Four in 2009, and I got pushed to the ground, and I got trampled, and that's pretty fucking scary, dude. Because you, no matter, because you're getting hit and stepped on from so many different Starting ways. Starting to get moved. People step on your fingers. Yeah. It's kind of, oh, it's up. awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got to w- feel like, kind of like what a rip current. Like if you get caught in exactly. the ocean, like when you've yeah. lost yeah. the Sweaty power and of it. stinky. Right. And you're just oh, along for yeah. the fucking. <laughs> oh, it smelled. Your f- people sweat in their Puke, feet. piss. And, oh, it yeah. was awesome. It was, not awesome. It was awful. But uh, when I saw that, not only am I like knowing what that must feel like, but then the battle, I don't want to say I had a. PTSD trigger because I didn't but when that battle scene ended I, I stood up and I told my wife I'm like okay I gotta take a deep breath man shit dude that was fucking intense because that was an intense scene man was, and you want to talk about uh, just and, and I had read also too that they had spent a lot of time and money yes. on perfecting that and not just that practicals you know they had they had horse stunts going on I mean it was yeah. it was a, like a 10 million dollar scene that was intense <laughs> yeah you know I mean it was, it was good messed up on one part when Jon Snow jumps on his horse they exposed that his sword sheath was rubber. Did you see that on Facebook? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to check it out. Just fucking bends. It, yeah. It, it, there's this meme. It's this video meme, and it's all over Facebook. I'll find it, and I'll tag you in it. I'll yeah, tag yeah, you yeah. and Beth in yeah, it yeah. and Mike. Um, it shows him jumping on the horse, and, and it's just all flopping around. <laughs> it's all rubbery. Oh, and no one caught that? No one caught that. But you know what? The, I looked at it like this. In, in the vastness of that scene, and everything that they're trying to put together, of course they missed that because they were looking to perfect. They might have done it on purpose to see if one of these little jackasses catches it, to tell you the truth, as much as people go over well, the then, film. And then they keep it current through marketing. You yeah, know, I'll check yeah. this out. And then there's like 8 million views on it, and everyone's yeah, laughing. Exactly. And everyone knows it's fake, so they go back and watch it again. So, so, so you think they're going to give a shit if somebody goes back through it and watches it to watch look it for flubs? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, watches high it five. Again. Yeah, high five. You know, and then other people will watch it. And then maybe you reach someone in marketing who is not interested in the show and sees that and goes, oh, what's this? Because they liked it and shared yeah. it. And then someone else, oh, what's Game of Thrones? You know? So, I mean, it, everything in my mind is strategy. Like, when yeah, people have, yeah. like, when people, when there's always, like, this publicized, like, oh, this person has beef or this person has a problem with this person, it's strategy. A- after, I swear, after, what was the movie um, with James Franco and Seth Rogen? And they go to the North. interview. After the interview, I think people are trying to do, like, a half-assed version of that and trying to portray it as real. You know, well, yeah. try, oh, I, you know that kind of hype. People see how hype and how Facebook acts, and they kind of like try to capitalize on it. Well, I think that I think the environment of, and before we end, I want to get into the three-eyed waving kid too. Yeah. But but oh, um, but but I think the I think everything's changing, man. Music, movies. There's no more million-dollar crazy platinum billion-dollar record deals. I don't think I think those are going away, man. Yeah, I, they're going away. I, I think what you're trying to say is that um, the the way movies are being like with with that particular movie with James Franco it was released that's never been done before and it no. got a lot of money Adam Sandler is releasing movies straight to Netflix every fucking week well the thing is though is this is nothing new though cuz i thought forever is you know when you have a fight between two people and there's a group of people that 
people that are on the side, your periphery or people involved will usually end up having more beef than the two main people that are involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my example will be, I thought for fucking ever that the East Coast, West Coast rap war was bullshit. That Biggie and Tupac were sitting back there laughing their balls off, counting money. Because even when Dre and, and Easy e would go at it, you bought one's record to hear what the other one was going to say about yeah, the next one. Sales. And then I think probably what happened is somebody on the side of it thought it was real or bought into it more, and then these poor fuckers got shot over it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, def- it's, it's like when you see... Um, like when someone posts like this, okay, like this morning, man, I get fucking crazy when I see this. I go on Facebook. I'm just doing my normal routine, going on my Dry Hippo page, That's checking a few things guy. out. And I see this video real quick of someone that goes, oh, look at this poor girl who got no attention when she was standing around asking for help. But we dressed up her again real nice with oh, the makeup yeah. on her. Look at all the attention she's yeah. getting. And then there's a threat of how fucked up or this that you have all these just like oh the ignorant masses yeah they just like swarm into it and people are just like man this is so sad it's like when you watch a trump video get all cut up like from all these different like speeches and he's like i hate this that build wall mexico mexico and people mm-hmm. are like motherfucker he says mexico one more time how can you act this way and and and, and i think to myself you you feed and buy into this bullshit like this is what you wake up and there in the day and gets you going and then and the whole day you're gonna have that in mentality your mind. Your yeah mind, yeah well and that's when it becomes what whether the truth does not matter it's what's out there you know what has actually happened doesn't matter it's what the common belief is and Facebook is a perfect example of these fights where oh, it's yeah. like it's like. Say me and Chad have a bit going and where somebody cares more about it than we do and we're laughing about it or whatever, but then like one of your friends or one of my friends will hop in and get real nasty about it and we're that's like, happened. Yeah, dude, that, we're just fucking around, you know, settle down. No, you that's know? happened a few times where we've posted pictures or uh even just typed out a post. And I'm not gonna attack your friends in a post. You know, yeah, they yeah. And, and, and it we just sit back and watch. It's it's crowd manipulation. The anonymous the anonymous shit where people were fucking oh, losing yeah. their well, shit that guy is that that yeah well that, there was, that was a bunch a, of that, that's a good example but it, or it's, it's like the picture you guys i mean to add an example to this it was like when you guys posted a meme that was like oh you sorry jesse you didn't it's jesus sitting with a laptop and he's like sorry jesse you didn't get you your, didn't get a million likes like, yeah. so you got now you got to die of cancer God, people got upset with and that. then oh, people see those. that and go you know and 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 like i said and go i go crazy and go wild over it and it to get a rise out of you, it's like when oh, a yeah. guy comes to a bar, right? Guy, white guy walks into my bar. He sits down at my bar table, and he and he sees, uh, you know, there's the agitator. He comes in and he wants to agitate someone because he's looking for a rise. And he looks over to the right, and he sees probably a big stout guy sitting there with this girl. And now he wants to sit there and kind of like poke at the bear at the zoo. But then, depending on how this guy reacts, if he's smart to the bullshit, knows how to accept it, turn it around, and agitate his attention to someone else, and now they're both getting a rise. Yeah. And that's how it works. It happens at the bar. You would be surprised how 40-year-old, 50-year-old, like, grown-ass men with like who own businesses and jobs come into my bar that I work at, sit down, ask for a drink and whatever, and just want to start shit. And, and they're no different than 20-year-old dudes it, going to exactly. the other bars. And then they walk, and they want to, you know, and, oh, yeah, if I'm running for uh, Congress in this town, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm sitting there looking at this guy, but he just sat around this talking about how much he hates Jews and black people and that he's a Native I American. I talking about. Did he run for mayor <laughs> months ago? And Motherfucker. So, 
Um, <laughs> that I, dude. He was like a Native American guy with like pepper hair. Oh, and so okay. salt and pepper hair. And so you know what I'm talking about. And the, yeah, yeah. So about. so but but he but the guy next to him is getting a rise and I find out like that's our that's where our social direction is heading uh, just like Facebook. People come in and they want to sit there and there's there's one person who gets kicked out of something they all kind of join in and they keep on firing. Yeah. And yeah. and that's happening in like real life now. And oh yeah. Where you're, you know, like you're like you're like you're an adult, dude. You know, so it happens in real life, and I think that the way social media and TV shows and everything that you're involved in and I'm involved in and he's involved in, it it it's it's crowd manipulation. Dude, when you make yes. a video for Freedom Fest and it gets at you know twelve hundred or seven hundred views, I always whenever I see numbers attached to something, I always like to take a step back and say, let's get all these people that have viewed this, the twelve hundred people who have viewed this Freedom Fest video. And let's put them in one place. That's a lot of people, dude. They register IP, so it's not like the same person watching it ten times. Exactly. Now, and, what, and what's crazy about that, too, is you can get a lot just out of your approach. You know what I mean? Your yeah. approach to your video. Like when I did the when I did the bar and grill, the floating bar out in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. On the, when is I that post, where that's at? It's in Arizona? Yeah, it's in Arizona. Yeah. It's in Park, Arizona. When I posted it the first time with a thumbnail yeah. of like of the how beautiful the bar looks from a far shot with the drone, it got four hundred and eighteen views. Right. When I took the thumbnail, of course, and this and this is funny, how it works, you know, and this is nothing new, but I took the thumbnail of their signature drink and the girl the bartender making it, she's in her bikini. That skyrocketed to twenty one thousand, and I, <laughs> and, you know, well, exactly. And it's it chicks with tits or puppies and kittens. Well, I did, it, I did it with, with chicks and yeah. puppies and kittens. I did it with Freedom Fest. I posted you guys yoga see, asses. Yeah, yoga, yoga. Yep, yoga. <laughs> yoga, yoga uh, the the picture I posted earlier this week on Freedom Fest page with the two chicks in the American bikinis and the American flag bikinis. I said, "Is this offensive or acceptable?" I posted it and then didn't even look at it, and like an hour later, I saw that. You know, it's got over two dozen likes and about, you know, 30 comments. And I said, wow, I didn't think that. Like, it's because people saw it, and that's what drives their attention. You know, beautiful women, kitties, dogs, What everybody's talking about, if you get on it quick enough. Like, I mean, if you watch the first, even though you'd want to kill yourself after you did it, but if you watch the first 10 minutes of the Today Show every morning— and just posted all that stupid shit when they get on their training topic. You'd probably kill it on a website. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't feel good about yourself doing it. But what where we're going with these TV shows? They're inspiring. They're they're doing. Well, you know how we talked about yesterday, rearview mirror, how with Brexit, with with Britain leaving the European Union, it really fucked their economy up. The last time the Britain the British economy had went that low, punk rock was born. Right. So what we're seeing right now is people like you who do what you do are inspired and you take things from these TV shows and even a simple podcast host like like us. We we I take things from everything I watch. Hopefully in the next 10 years, we find ourselves where, you know, there is new new stuff being created and there's not just remakes and, you know, redos. I just saw that they're redoing MacGyver. And as cool as MacGyver was in the 80s, this is 2016. Okay, so this is how MacGyver is now. He pulls out his laptop, and he Googles some shit. Yeah, he you Googles know, how I to mean, fix it. Like, like, <laughs> watches a YouTube video yeah, and right. figures out how to make yeah. a bomb right. out of a sponge. Exactly. You know? Oh, I'm stuck in a room. I have cell reception. Let me YouTube how to get out of these handcuffs. It's not the same, and it's just unoriginality. But the shows that are doing well and that are affecting all of us, and we were sat here for an hour talking about it, they're inspiring artists like yourself. They're yeah. inspiring guys like us. That's the beauty of it, man. Well, it's so. because we strive. I think, 
you know, every day you should always challenge yourself and wake, and wake up with a goal. I have a lot of good mentors who, who keep me on that level who go, like, because there's sometimes, man, where, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm trying to think five years into my company and my friends and my family. And right now I do this full time. Two mm-hmm. months from now, I cannot have a job. And I, you know, or not have a job, have a gig, you know, because it's, you know, because I'm a, you know, I right. own a business, run the business. Um, I cannot have a job in two months, and how do I stay current enough to make sure I get these gigs and I make sure that people call for real estate shoots? And I got to make sure people want right. to call and, hey, you know, I want to get a photo of me and this and that, or, or I need a commercial done for my promo event that we're doing up at, you know, this tile company. So you never know, like, what the future has in store, but you know that if you can create your own. Because I, I work in an industry where I'm creating others' visions and others' yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah. You know, where do you draw a line in the sand between your creative um, adventures and, and what they want, and or... what you know, and then yeah. what they want? So it, it's like I said, the originality gaining that is very hard because nowadays nothing is original; it's just your own spin on it. Right, but if you call a movie, this is the MacGyver remake, and it's called you know this, this, and that, and it pulls from something. It's kind of like how you said how there's some fan made Star Wars films. It's, yeah, Randy it's, was saying that. Yeah, yeah, and they're good, but it's really easy to pull from this and out of one out of ten directors who pull from this like already created, already packaged deal. There has to be some good that comes out of it because I see a lot more bad than I see. Good. Some of them people, if they had the money. Dude, oh. that Darth Maul fan-made movie, I, I watched it. It was like 20 minutes long or maybe 12 or 20, well, something you, like that. You look at awesome. dudes who are in prison, and you're like, you can make a fucking gun out of bar of soap, you know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You can't tell me that we can't cure cancer or some shit when you can... Well, that, that's, getting in, that's getting into the whole... But, like, I mean, it's just... But the whole thing is, is like this inspiration and, like, hopefully something good comes out of it is, like, you look at it, our... our no good movies are coming out, whatever, because we were, lived in a period where shit was too good. I mean, it's kind of the whole diamonds, you know, or under pressure type thing. Like, when you're fat and sassy, nobody's striving to do anything. It just keep on coming on. And I think TV is actually probably for directors and is probably the way to go. Because, okay, so they spend $100 million on making Game of Thrones. Okay, ton of money. But they've gotten 10 hours out of that. You spend... A hundred million dollars making Independence Day, and it's an hour and a half of horseshit and, it's and garbage. Yeah, garbage. And, oh, garbage. it's fucking terrible. Yes. But but the whole one of your cost of movies and everything else is getting everybody to the set, getting all the shit. Once you have all your props built and everything else, you're there. You can film ten hours of shit. Yep. Man, true. we can go on forever, man. So but, wrapping this up with yeah. with brand. The Three Eye Raven. Three this is a good Raven. way to wrap it up too, because we kind of hit yeah. like the future and the past and movies. He and knows stuff, everything. So. He, he knows does. now that Jon Snow is actually Ned Stark's nephew, and Jon Snow is half Targaryen, half Stark. He know he's the only person who knows. Not only that, the uncle's a zombie, which was crazy. So yeah, you know, that's, the, the, yeah, that's crazy. The uncle's alive. He's a zombie, and and you also got told that there's a spell. The uncle's like, I can't go any farther than this. There's a spell here that keeps the dead from going any farther. So next season, I want to know how that evil Ice King, who I think's a badass dude, I, how is this? How is this White Walker King gonna get through there if the dead can't pass? I don't understand that. But winners come in. And who was he? Because they also showed this season how he was created. You know yeah. how, how they oh, showed yeah, that yeah. obsidian. Yeah. So I'm like, who was this guy? They never really said who this yep. dude was. So it it with the three eyed raven, he I think he's gonna play a pivotal part in how this all ends. I think he's gonna, I but think it all if, is gonna come. We down have to him. all these like thoughts about 
Jon Snow and Queen Daenerys sitting on the throne and like whatever, whatever happened to possibly like, hey, what if, what if Bran becomes the, the king? Three, yeah, and, and he sits on his throne because that's what kind of that whole huge tree shit is. It kind of sits like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a half-assed tree. He knows throne everything. Who knows everything? So I mean, I mean, at the same time, I mean, couldn't that be like someone who would be a good king? The run, you know, I mean, who, who, who's all people, knowing. There's a couple people who could be good. Yeah, king, I was man. all, I do to this day, and I'll leave, and I'll leave your studio with this. House Baratheon. Besides, the you were tw- on Stannis, dude. I so love I. Stannis. So I, I love so Stannis. Was I. I subscribed to the Stannis Baratheon Facebook page, yeah. and I, yeah, to this day, I'm a huge Baratheon. Yeah. I, I love the great joys. The right They're cool and all. He but, was the right for there. But Stannis Baratheon. To, to the day I die, House Brad. Yeah, man. yeah. He that dude was the shit. He and was. With, and with that, man, we hope you guys enjoyed this. We're big Game of Thrones fans. And Sorry, shows. we couldn't. Hey, there's a lot of names and a lot of people, and a lot of things to remember. And when you're on the spot and you're trying to remember all these names, it's, it's that, all good. We it's all good. No, no, no. It's good. and to add on to that too, it's um, you know, it, it's very original when you have three guys who are huge fans of the show to sit back and talk and kind of. You give their perspective on it and not be so analytical. No, yeah, yeah, we can just yeah. We don't have to get it, out yeah. the book here and then all the DVDs and go. Wait a minute, in season three, this yeah, is what happened. Yeah, you know, that, everyone and, gets and that, it. And then fights about ready to break out. Like, no, you don't agree with me on this. Right? Fuck yeah. Off. You ever yeah. hear those podcasts? Where those, Take those, all the those, fucking those... fun out of being a dork when you start yeah. doing this shit. Well, and you know what? If you guys see us at Freedom Fest this Saturday, if you see Jacob or Randy or me, and you want to talk some Game of Thrones shit, hit me up, man. Like, yeah. like we'll t- I have no problem talking about it in between sets or whatever, man. Outside, wherever you see us, come to Freedom Fest. That B Riders nine o'clock. It's gonna be awesome, man. You guys have already heard the episode, the two episodes before this one, Il Tiempo and Rearview Mirror. You'll get to know what those guys are about. Uh, and then the one after this will be the Aviators, and then the show. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm looking at all the people who are, you know, giving us feedback. Wear your red, white, and blue. Win a raffle. I mean, there's going to be a 50-50 cash raffle. There's going to be prize baskets baskets being raffled off. So you're going to go have a good time, watch some good music, meet cool people, wear red, white, and blue, and maybe win some shit. I mean, what's more American than that? It's pretty American. It's awesome, man. So, hey, dude, thanks for coming on, brother. It's always fun, man. man. I'm all shaking your hand. (laughs) It's all good, man. Thanks for coming on. Check Jacob out on Dry Hippo on Facebook. Is Dry Hippo Media or just Dry Hippo? It's Dry Hippo. If you go to your Google search and you put in Dry Hippo. Is it one word? Just It, it is one word. Okay, yeah. because I was The LLC at... that we spell it on is two words put into one. Okay. So uh, when I do the capital D-R-Y and the capital H-I-P-P-O, that's just how it says on our, li- on our limited liability company on our spreadsheet. But to just Google search, if you just do lowercase Dry Hippo, all one word, it's legally owned. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's where you can find him and, and see everything he's doing. His girlfriend, Beth, does some amazing photo shoots. She did our, our baby announcement pics. You can check that on my Facebook page, too, and watch that video. It's pretty neat, man. It was pretty unique about doing that. But uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much, man. And, hey, see you guys for the next Game of Thrones recap next, fuck, a year from now. We'll be here doing it. All right. This is the Chatman. Our website, Instagram, yeah. Tumblr. We're everywhere, too. Yeah. We're ChatmanRandyShow.com. Thanks for reminding me, man. I'm bad about that. Some are. Yeah. <laughs> ChatmanRandyShow.com. We're on Facebook, ChatmanRandyShow. And then look up, look us up on Facebook, man. If you can go to the Facebook page, you'll know how to reach us. I'm not trying to give my. It's on. Well, just think of it anyway. It's Twitter, everything. Everything yeah. that's out there, we're on it. The website itself. So we're, we're not there. big on Twitter, man. I got no Twitter game. And even on YouTube, I'm really like, I mean, Randy's wife pretty much handles that. But we're out there, right? So that's where you can find us. Hope to see you guys Saturday, man. Enjoy this Game of Thrones, man. This is the Chatman Randy Show. Out. Uh-huh.